I expect most sermons are 3,000 to 5,000 words, I would expect. This morning, I would like to do this sermon a little differently. I'm going to speak less than 1,000 words in this sermon. And I have written on the cover of the Sunday news that is in your hands another 1,000 words. It may not seem this way, but these are, I believe, 2,000 of the most important words I will say to you this year. So here we go. Who is the good Samaritan? Who is the true neighbor? That individual has at least three qualities. The Good Samaritan is the one who is attentive. Attentiveness. Eyes open for opportunity. Unexpected opportunity. Interruption that provides opportunity. The true neighbor is one who is attentive. And secondly, the true neighbor is the one who is compassionate. It's a very rich Greek word which I cannot pronounce. Most people cannot either. It's not only me, and I'm not even going to try. Um, but it's a word that is richer and deeper than mercy, deeper than pity. Those are the two words used in the translation today. Uh, it's a word that's hard to express, but it's something like, uh, literally meaning being moved in the very bowels. It, 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 it's such depth of emotion that it wells up from deep from within uh, that kind of when you, one is moved to tears, you feel it so deeply. Uh, that is what is described of this good Samaritan in this story. The good Samaritan is one who is like that, compassionate, merciful, to the point of wanting, choosing to get involved. And thirdly, the Good Samaritan, the true neighbor, is one who takes action, who makes not only a response, as told in this story, but an excessively generous response to the need at hand. Attentiveness, compassion that uh, elicits action, and action itself being a generous response to the need. This morning, every one of you has an opportunity to be the Good Samaritan, the true neighbor to the St. Paul's family. Because we are stuck in a ditch this year and sinking further as each week goes by in 2013. Or you could say Vision 2013 is stuck in the ditch. We need help. Brothers and sisters, Neighbors of the St. Paul's family, I speak to you from the ditch about our financial circumstances. They are worse, not better, than a year ago. And this was a year when Vision 2013 required stepping it up a bit on our part. What's the problem? Well, it's not on the expense side. In fact, we are underspending the budget intentionally because of our growing concern about the income side, the growing concern of the clergy and the vestry and our financial wizards. But on the income side, it's another story. When we came to the end of the second quarter, June 30th, halfway through the year, we sent out statements to let everyone know 
what their giving has been for 2013. That is an annual custom each quarter and at the half-year mark that we send out statements to update individuals. Keep in mind, this is within a deliberate context of the last five years of asking for no annual pledges, but rather encouraging people through teaching and conversion to put God and his church first with regards to financial prioritizing. Sometimes we've said it this way, pay God first, pay yourself, savings in other words, then pay your bills. This idea of prioritizing. When we sent out the statements of giving, we uncovered ourselves, and this is what we exposed. It's printed in the Sunday News as well. 118 families or individuals of St. Paul's have given zero dollars in 2013 over the 26 weeks of 2013. 72 families have given less than $100 since January, an average of less than $4 per week. 89 families have given less than $500 since January, and so on and so forth. When we added this as a total, we saw that 343 families have given less than an average of $8.25 per week. The only good news and what keeps us afloat is 19 families that accounted for 32% of our income in the first half of the year. And their average giving is $8,338 per home. This is where we stand halfway through the year. More than $20,000 less than we had received at this time a year ago. And with a larger budget to enable and, if you will, empower Vision 2013 of impacting hearts, homes, and neighbors with that emphasis on Somerville itself. This is why I say the St. Paul's family and Vision 2013 are in a ditch. And this is why I'm asking for your help. I'm not asking for a one Sunday uptick in giving. I am asking for a long-term financial commitment decision to put God first by putting his church family first in your financial prioritizing. I'm asking for a generosity revival. I am inviting you to prove neighbor to someone who is not a stranger but your own family, the St. Paul's family, that is in real need and requires long-term attention. And at the same time, if there is someone here who is flat broke, no income, and in a ditch themselves, these words are not directed to you. Instead, I hope there are ways this community can prove neighbor to you. And there may be others who are here as guests today. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope this personal reflection on our status does not offend you. But please pray for us that we will rise above these circumstances. Okay. That's my limit. That's my 1,000 words. I respectfully ask you to read the Sunday News cover today allowing it to serve as part of the sermon as well, to fill in some of the gaps. And I too ask, like Jesus asked this young man, who will prove generous, who will prove to be neighbor to the one in the ditch by acts of mercy, kindness, and generosity. Amen.